calm down, Greg. It's soccer. We're back. Welcome, everyone, to the Virtual Pubs Premier Pod. My name is Kyle, and I'm alongside Max and James, and we've got our mid-season vibe check, I guess we'll call it, episode today. <laughs> um, we took some time off for the holidays, but we're back now to spit some takes. But I'm glad, especially we have James here, who's not a Liverpool fan, on because we're recording this on Monday after we just lost to Southampton. And so we can just say that I'm in, I've been in better spirits. What about you, Max? <laughs> I was going to say, what's your vibe check after that Liverpool game today? You know what? Yeah. I- my vibes are good. Liverpool can't get me down, even if we play terrible and lose to a team that I think we're better than. I can still feel good. It's January. It's 2021. 2020's over. Happy New Year to our listeners. Yes, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, James. Happy New Year, man. It's um, it's 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 a good it's a good New Year for for City fans. We're we're looking good. Yeah, I guess we can get into the city, and we'll be getting into everybody in, throughout the this whole episode. We. So what I meant by like our vibe check episode really is that we took some time off. We like there's just a flurry of games between the Christmas time and the new year. And so too like hard to juggle everything and go game by game. So we're just going to look at some of the like the top six or seven teams, the traditional big teams and a few of the teams that are a little bit surprises in, uh, throughout the start of this Premier League season. Since we're pretty much halfway anyway, just kind of look through and see like, all right, how have they handled this holiday season? How are they, how have they handled the first half of the season, some of their past games and what should our, what are our expectations slash predictions for them moving forward? Um, And so I don't know where we want to start. I guess we can maybe start top of the table right now, which still is Liverpool and they're just coming off of another loss, dropping points. Once again, it was a great start to the December month for us in my opinion we were going through and right in the beginning of the December period where I was getting nervous and we just came up and we thumped uh, like the one I remember we like th- we like, killed uh, how long ago was it when we killed Palace. Um, Crystal Palace yeah I think that was your last right that was your last of- win it was. It was. That's correct. Which is so crazy <laughs> to think about. Like we, like right, right as uh, like December starts, like we're starting to get into the time where we're just getting game after game after game. We we beat Tottenham. We kill Crystal Palace, and I thought we were just going to go and just run away with a league at that point. Everyone, that's all everybody was talking about. And now, like we just said, we haven't we haven't won a game since. Yeah, it's definitely been a. Uh... Uh, definitely a cooling off period for us during winter. You know, we started so hot, and it was. Uh, it, I think after you after you have a big win against Tottenham, you look at the next few games where Crystal Palace, West Brom, and then Newcastle, and you're kind of like, you know, we could ride the wave here a little bit. We crush Crystal Palace, we're feeling good, and then West Brom, Newcastle, we're like, we got this, and then we just go draw, draw, and I was like, oh man, that's just terrible. And then today, like we said, the Southampton game was just brutal to watch. We were all watching and texting, and it was just bad. Just lots of pain. Did you? Did you? What? What have been your thoughts, James? Since obviously Liverpool and City have been a little bit rivals for the past couple of years or so, but 
just looking at a team like us where we look like we are going to be at the top of the table and not look back. And now it uh, looks like we've opened the door to the rest of the league. I'm not, I'm not, well, I mean, the door has always been open. <laughs> I mean, you guys have been, you guys have only been at the most five points ahead of anybody the whole season. But what I, all I'm, I mean, you guys were pretty consistently at the top, but up, you know, and you still are now, but um, I would say, obviously, if you start two midfielders in defense, you're going to have problems. So that's got to be sorted. But um, I don't think anybody should be particularly worried because everybody has a shot and everybody's shown that they're going to take a few steps back. I mean, like a month ago, we were saying talk or like two months ago, we we're like, oh, is Everton going to win the league? <laughs> and last month we were like, oh, is Tottenham going to win the league? And then, like, and then <laughs> the whole time we've been saying Manchester United's trash. Now Arsenal is trash and United's in second place. I, I I don't know what the fuck's going on. It seems like everybody's just taking their fucking turn. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm, 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 I don't know even how to judge anything right now. It seems like players, you know, players are missing games because of COVID. Players are getting injured because they're playing too often. It's just, honestly, this season is probably just going to come down to who the fuck can stay healthy. Because, I mean... I mean, when you have to, play, I mean, like when you guys, like like you guys have to play two midfielders and that's a center back. You're you're not, it's just not sustainable. But no, and like thank God, thank God, Fabinho has actually been pretty decent at center back because yeah. if we didn't have him, I don't know what we'd actually do. We have two young guys, in uh, Nathaniel Phillips and Reese Williams, who like come in here and there to fill in for center back, and they've looked okay. But it's certainly not like whenever you're like you're looking at our team and I was sitting there today, I was looking at our lineup and was a little bit excited because I've never seen Henderson and Fabinho in at center back. <laughs> and I was, didn't know what to expect today. Uh, but I was just thinking, I was like, how should it like how shit's the luck for us this year that we have all three of our start like our top three center backs? Like, OK, yeah, I was like. Kind of was ass whenever we lost Van Dyke at the beginning of the season. It's like, was okay, but that was not your we feelings so at the time, lucky. Kyle. That was not your feelings at the time. No, I know. <laughs> I guess looking back on it now, no, I was fuming whenever it first happened. But like looking back on it now, it's like, okay, we had such great like, like injury luck for the past couple of years. And yeah, it's hard to say luck, but we just didn't have a huge player go down the past couple of years. Like we had Oxley Chamberlain go down or something like every now and again, but and Allison, but. Van Dyke going down, it's whatever. But then losing Joe Gomez and losing uh, Matt Tip and losing Allison for a stretch, now losing Jota now, and you're just like, and then and Kieta's hasn't really even been a Liverpool player since he first started the team. It's just injury after injury after injury, and the uh, only thing now that's hurting is my heart, quite frankly, because I, that it just got torn out after that Southampton loss. I don't, I don't even know really what to think. Like I'm trying to look at the team and say. What's the answer now that we're in the January transfer window? And I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you guys, like, it. that's, that's you know, I was just looking at that. I was like, you know, do you have a chance to sign someone here to maybe put a stop gap in? But I don't know, like, how much money do you want to throw at it? Or do you want to make a big signing? It's it's tough, you know. And you have – Liverpool's in a tight spot, generally speaking, after this year because you got players you have to re-sign and – It'll be interesting to see what what happens with you guys, but right now I think you're. I I think you'll end up being fine. I don't know about title hopes right now, just because. I mean, if you could literally have to keep playing midfielders and defense, you're gonna. I mean, that's just not. Frankly, it's not doable. But 
you know, I wouldn't say all is lost. But is it weird that uh, like that's not even? Is it weird that uh, that's not even what I'm worried about? Is our defense? No, like Southampton. Besides, no, I I would agree. I think Jota is actually probably one of the bigger losses you guys have had this season. That's what I was gonna say. That dude has had so many game winning moments for you guys, and and the 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 short few months you guys have had him. I mean, I mean, what three three games, four games maybe that he's. Come on later and, and, and won a game for you guys. It's been it's been he's been exceptional. Yeah. And he comes back in a week or two, so that's pretty exciting. But it, it, that is like I, that's what I, exactly what I was gonna say. I was like it's even with all of our defensive woes, like that really wasn't even what I was worried about because Fabinho's been so good and we have his other guys to fill in next to him. But yeah, having Jota out has definitely been concerning, but it shouldn't even be that way with our front three that we have. Like, we should be able to be like, okay, at least you three are healthy, go win us games, and just haven't been able to be there to do it. Yeah, and I mean, like, I I think like I was looking at the uh, the the Premier League goal leaders chart today, and like, <laughs> I mean, it kind of shows how nuts the season are because you have like you're within four or five goals of the goals leader across probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams that are within, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's a who's who. Yeah. It's just whoever's, whoever comes in form, like coming, coming out of the winner is, is likely going to win it. I think it's just going to be whoever's in form at the moment, because I think it's going to be tight all the way up to until the end. And, and somebody's, going to decide to put their big boy pants on and, and, and finish it up proper. I, I really think that's how it's going to end. I think everybody's going to take their return having a shit moment. And it'll be interesting too. Once uh, Europe, like, like champions league and Europa league start kicking in again, because these teams like Manchester United, Tottenham and Arsenal where they're playing, they're going to be playing on Thursday nights and then playing on the weekend. So it'll be interesting to see what, well, let's wrap up Liverpool and like, what are what like what Max? What's your prediction going into the like the end of the season? What should as a Liverpool fan and Liverpool fans across the world, especially in Norway, what should <laughs> they what should they be expecting going into the end of the season for for Liverpool? Wrapping I, up? I'm still confident in a top three finish. I think that's where I'm gonna. I'm not confident enough to say we're gonna win the title. Oh my! Oh my God! I'm confident in the top. Three. That, like I'm, I'm confident that we'll stay in the Premier League. <laughs> it's not the same thing. I think It's like, what do you think? It's gonna be crazy because James is totally right. It's gonna be who could have less sucky games. I think is gonna win. Whoever could have the least sucky games. And honestly, we've showed so far this season that we've had a lot of sucky games, and we're gonna have to right the ship if we want to actually win the title this year. And as much as I want to say we're going to do it, I'm just going to say top three. Um, uh, I I still think you, I I mean I if I am a Liverpool fan, I would have the expectations of winning the league still. Um, but I I think given the fact that there's like eight nine teams right now vying for Champions League spots, I would take any of them if I'm any team right now. I I still think it just comes down to who's in the best form, but. I'm holding, you know, I think Liverpool should should have the expectations of being champions. I mean, they're in first right now still, even with their issues. I mean, maybe in a month if they haven't signed anybody and their injuries are still plaguing them, then maybe you can switch that up. But I, I'd say for the moment right now, you guys are good. Yeah, like even after this loss, like we, we still luckily – but we could – 
drop down to second once, I mean, once City catch ups up with their games in hand, once Manchester United plays their game in hand to Burnley, we could be down. I guess I am, like, I am looking for, I, I'm never going to say that I don't think Liverpool are out of a title challenge. Like, that is my prediction and my expectation for the end of the season is for Liverpool to still win the Premier League. Um, and, at, but, and I've been holding out as long as I can for having to take that. I, and I now, with the run and form of City, I, it looks like it, it's still going to go, it's going to go back to Liverpool and City. Who's going to win the title? And I think that they're going to be our biggest competitor going into it. Um, if you guys keep up with this run of form, it's going to be hard. But, um, uh, yeah, as for Liverpool, expectations should still be title or bust, really, for me. I think you're slagging off Manchester United a little bit right now. Oh, come on. We I mean, I am. They're, but... they're, they're, they're not going to be a thing. Let's go to Manchester United. Second topic. They're in form. Yeah, we, so we're going to go, yeah, so. We're going into it? We're going into it. <laughs> yeah. James, you can tee us off. I, I, how do I, how do I put, they're just, they've had great results recently, um, but I, I just can't, I can't bet on them to to win in the long haul. I mean, they're just too, they're too iffy on, like, their players are all in form right now. Like, if anybody drops anything, then they're just not, like, you know, in the beginning of the season, they couldn't find a goal. And now, you know, now they're hitting on all the cylinders. But can they sustain that? Who knows? Uh, and, you know, if they have a player go down or players are out or whatever, it's just – I just don't have – I don't understand why we should have faith in them. Um, they're, they're in form now. They're hot. But I, I just don't think that they have the players or the proven record of any of them to put on consistent displays week after week to last a whole year. And so why why would that start now if if you haven't really changed the players up? Yeah, I think they're – I mean, of all teams that lack consistency. Also, their penalties, crazy. <laughs> Bruno, Bruno, Bruno was one of the players in the top goal scorers, but all of them are penalties. Like, they, they don't have strikers that actually, like, you, you know, that finish consistently. They don't have strike – like, every other player on that list was a striker. They don't have – a talisman that, you know, is going to show up week in, week out and at least bag a goal or two. But they don't they don't have that person. Anthony Marshall's had a great month, but he's also had plenty of shit months where Manchester United fans are always scratching their heads like, why don't we buy somebody world class? Like, they were, like, two weeks ago, they're like, we should buy Erling Holland. It's like, well, if you really believe that Anthony Marshall is a great striker, you'd probably keep him around and, you know, tout him as the, one of the best in the world. But they certainly haven't done that. And if they really believed in any of their attacking players, they wouldn't buy, say, Jaden Sancho, but they're doing that. So I, I just – I even think within the club, they probably don't believe in that, that they can keep this up much longer. I, I just – I don't know. They've never shown with this squad to get anything above third place, and I, would, I wouldn't expect it to continue that way. You know, it, I wouldn't expect it to continue to, to get all these goals and be winning games. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I I don't really know what to take from Manchester United. They're they're winning games, they're putting in performances, but they like I don't know if you guys saw Klopp's post game interview, some of the quotes that came out of that. One thing that he said is that Manchester United's had more penalties the past two seasons than he's had in the Premier League for the past five and a half years, which is I don't know why he said that. But that it's just it's like because it's fucking ridiculous. It's, 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 like yeah. 
it is. It's fucking ridiculous. And they expect to get the penalty. Like when you are just throwing penalties at the team, it's like the players are like Marshall. Oh my God. Nothing was more indicative than me. Last year, I remember it was um, was a game late in the season and it was Anthony Marshall in front of goal, like alone had like a full two seconds. Try, tried to like kind of do a little thing before he shot the ball. And then somebody just like, like tapped him on his foot and he went down and he got a penalty. Like it was, the most ridiculous thing ever. And and immediately to me, it was like, what you're not like a striker. If you can't put that, it was a one-on-one opportunity and he waited for somebody to hit him from mm-hmm. behind. So he could fall over and get a penalty. It's like, there's no lack of confidence greater than that, you know, and it's, it pisses me off and it pisses Jurgen Klopp off. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. What doesn't piss him off? It is, it is fucking ridiculous. Like it's, it's, I go into every game and it's almost like a joke that we make going into our group chat and we just start tweeting these off of that the safest bet in all of sports is Manchester United to score a penalty. I would actually like for someone to go and compile a return of if, because oh, there's always the stat of Manchester United's won like 15% of their games where they don't score a penalty. Well, they score a penalty in more games that they don't and the return on it is always like, two or three to one odds. So like if you're already getting a penalty and scoring on more than half of your games or even three quarters of your games, but the return is two to three to one odds, you must be making bank if you do it every single game. It's I, I, I think my big thing is for them also right now too. And I met, I brought it up a little bit earlier is that once we get back into their playing in the Europa league, unless they purposely try to like back out of the Europa League, I think playing on Thursday and playing on the Saturday is going to be a huge issue for them. I think that they'll start like maybe not necessarily losing games, but you know, dropping points here and there. They're on a great run of form right now, but I think that you'll, you'll see them drop more, more and more points. Um, they have a great squad, but if, I think if they lose any of their starting 11, they start to go downhill and downhill quickly right. when they were dropping points earlier. In this month, right after the Tottenham, or a while ago after the Tottenham loss, they dropped a few points after that game, and it was because Anthony Martial was was suspended for for three games after because he got a red card in that game. But as, so I think that they have a lot of things going for them right now. They'll certainly be in, up there in the title in the the top four race. They'll have a little bit of hype for them right now, going like, "Oh, we're in the title race. We're in a title race," but. I think they're a little bit lucky right now with injuries. They haven't had any major injuries. They don't have any other competitions other than Europa League, who's not even playing right now. And um, obviously, the fucking penalties. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I mean, just to sum it up, to me, they—I I know I ramble a lot, but they just don't pass the eye test. I mean, when you watch a Liverpool, when you watch City, I mean, shit. Even when you watch like Leicester, Tottenham, Everton, like they have elements where you're like. Whoa, okay, here's something, you know, you're watching a product on the field of, of an assembly of a team. Whereas, you know, mm-hmm. United, I mean, even like you can look at their past three games, none of them are even convincing. They beat they beat Villa because Bruno Fernandez scored another penalty. <laughs> and then they, they won against Wolves in the last minute of the game because Marshall got a lucky touch. And then against Leicester City they tied because some guy put it in an own goal. <laughs> like that passes the eye test. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fucking, it's 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 unreal, and they just do, they don't pass it. Like you watch them, and you're like, they they stumble their way to wins, but nobody's ever convinced of it. I mean, I think you could like uh, you could never ask a Manchester United fan because all of them are dishonest. But like if you were to <laughs> if you were to ask any like like I get, but I bet you if you ask Gary Neville he, and you ask him, he's like, 
Like, hey, Gary, are they going to win this year? He's probably like, you know, probably, honestly, I don't think so. And they're probably a few players off from it. And I would totally take that and agree with that. I, it's, I don't know. I, w- I would say if they sign a center back, I would be a little bit nervous. As, like, their team is, like, if you look at their squad, they do have a decent squad. Yeah. Right? Like, Max, you, you say, like, they – like their attackers and everyone are I think decent. They, I think they have a lot of good players, and I think Paul Pogba returning to pretty impressive form is huge for them. I think it. I think it really makes their attack much better because then they have two really good players pulling the strings in their midfield, which is really strong in the Premier League. And you know, some teams are going to sit back against them still. You know, even though they've struggled a lot in the past year, two years. You know, lower lower teams on the table are still going to sit back and play defense, and having two players to pull the strings like that to open up the defenses is really important. So, if he can stay in good form and Montreal can stay in good form, I, I think it's a pretty dangerous team, and I think their defense is shored up a little bit. I think Juan Basaka has looked really, really good the last four five games. Yeah, he's looked great. I I really love Aaron Juan Basaka. Yeah. He's my favorite player on their team. He's an awesome right back, and they really nailed yeah. it with that one. Yeah, he got a lot of hate towards the beginning when he when he first went to Man U, but he settled in. He's he's showing why why they bought him for so much, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's well, he's worth every penny. So much and money. He's worth it. Defenders are worth it. I mean, I think the only person right now that they have coming in January, they have like that Diallo Diallo guy. Have you guys heard anything about him? He's uh, he's plays in the French league, in which we have we voiced our opinions on the French league. I mean, he's like some eighteen year old coming from the French league, uh, right winger or something like that. That um, that's coming in. So that's that's the one like thing that they have going. And I, I like I said, I think that they would be a really scary team if they brought a versatile, speedy center back or something like an Opa Meccano or like a Conte or something like that. That would be scary. Or- CDM too. Like we all we all like Matic enough, but he's like not the answer to if you want a title winning team. But um, maybe start playing Alex Tellez. I don't know. I don't know why they keep playing Luke Shaw. Yeah. I, mean, I don't even know why. Why do you bring a guy radio. in? That's why. <laughs> I, I, I sometimes I just don't understand what. Yeah. All right, so vibe check, vibe check prediction for Man U. I'll go first because I just get thrown into the bus again. <laughs> I'm gonna say, yeah, third place to sixth place where I'm gonna place them. Totally agree. Yeah, I, I, I I'll narrow. I will narrow it down. Well, I'll like kind of look at it a little bit too from a Manchester United fan. Uh, or I like how I'm basing it on is like if you finish anything below this, I would be disappointed. I would think it's like a disappointing season based off where you are now. Like I know you may have had better expectations or worse expectations at the beginning of the season, but I think if they finish below fourth, they would be really disappointed going like finishing the season. If they if they ended the season and they finished sixth, I I think they deserve to be really, really, really disappointed, even though it is quite close. But um, my prediction for them is either third or fourth. I think that they'll finish third or fourth the season. Uh, they they do look pretty good. Um, I expect Leicester to drop off at some point, uh, which we're going to move into them next. But, yeah, I, I think Tottenham, Man City, Liverpool, and Man U are, are our top four. That's my prediction kind of right now. Looking I, at I, it. I, I, if you're – if you are a United fan, you should not accept anything under, you know, Champions League play. I don't think. Um, but uh, I, yeah. you, you would, 
you should be calling for a change in manager if you fall below sixth. Is what which for all other Premier League fans, that is kind of the one thing I'm I'm very curious. Like if they have another if they have another really bad run of form, like after they got pummeled six one by Tottenham, when everyone was like, Oh, they got a social star, we see the guy, see the guy, and a lot of people had the similar opinion of he's just like like you can't see him and his tactics and everything. He's playing five in a back and like and to Leicester in a Champions League like you can't lose the game and he's playing five in the back and it's just like no top manager rolls out of five in the back or something like that. And, uh, um, and now the obvious replacement for him was who? It was Mauricio Pochettino who just signed for PSG. So I don't even know who is a replacement for Manchester United for them right now. So a little bit of a saving grace for a lot of other fans of the Premier League because it's the obvious choice to maybe have brought Manchester United back back to a, like a team that could be challenging for titles over and over again mm-hmm. probably was Pochettino and now he's and now he's gone yeah I think that's a I think that's a good point and should we uh should we move on to our third place team Leicester City now get a little vibe, vibe check, check for Leicester, Leicester City. City a Vardy vibe check a good old Vardy a good old Vardy vibe check, vibe check. I... When I I don't know how they're in third place. <laughs> like they just like haven't been on my radar at all it's, this season. It's because they tie or they like, beat the the top teams. I think that's it. That's actually they do. Like, they tie or beat the big teams, and then they kind of scrap then they, by the lower lower table teams. Yeah. You know? They, I think ever since they in the beat earlier in the season when they lost, who they didn't they lose like Crystal Palace four nothing. Yeah, some, something like that. Yeah. Who did they get? Who did they get killed by? Really early into the season, and like ever since that happened, I just I. It was like West Ham beat them three nothing. Yeah, too far, Max. Leicester beat them three nothing. I think it was Leicester or no West Ham is what you're talking yeah. about. Oh yeah, there it is. October fourth. Yeah, they killed them three nothing. But look, but look at the and, game before that though. And like <laughs> it beat City five two. They lost yeah. the yeah. Oh, that was the, uh, yeah, yeah so okay. yeah, so oh so looking at that form, they lost so back in October they lost to Leicester City three nothing, then lost to Villa one nothing, and then they um um uh, then they scraped out and went to Arsenal by one. But like going through that run of form, I was just like uh, ever since then I've just kind of written them off and I think they've almost won every single game yeah, since that point. They it's, also lost to Liverpool. But yeah. they well, they've only lost to Liverpool. That's they the only the, top team they've lost. No, they lost to Fulham. It's no, I mean, team. Top team. yeah, I yeah, said, you're right, you're right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they, they beat City, they beat Arsenal, <laughs> they beat Tottenham, they tied United, and um, who else did they beat? Um, did I say Tottenham? I might have said Tottenham. I don't they know if I said Tottenham. Yeah, Everton? regardless. They, like they're they... such an up-and-down team. They they come out in big games and they play well, and then yeah. they come up against teams that they should – the middle, like, those middle-of-the-pack teams, like a Crystal Palace or an Everton, like, they tie Crystal Palace, which – I mean, it happens, but losing to Everton two nothing feels very odd to me. That feels like a team, like a game that you would really pick Leicester in every time. Which I guess, like when we've had such a competitive season, which maybe hasn't been that competitive because everyone's dropping points, but they've lost five games in their third place, and I just like I think that's really just been one of the biggest things of why they just haven't been on my radar at all. Like, at, at yeah, all. yeah. I, I well, they and also like. The teams, the teams that are surrounding them on the table, all have games in hand. 
So United has one in hand. Tottenham has one in sure. hand. City has two in hand. Everton has one in hand. You know, like there's there's a lot of ground to be made up. Their team That's is true. slowly becoming this like I do, I can't hate them because I just love Jamie Vardy so much. But it's almost like Jamie Vardy and his like his little party of people who are just kind of like angry English people. Yeah, English James guys, Madison, like... Ashley Barnes. Like, I think they are just they're. I want to hate them, but I should hate them. But I just love them. I think it's such a fun team to watch. Like, they just they scrap so hard for goals, and it's. I think it's so fun. I mean, I, I. It is. I, go I, ahead. No, you go. I, I, you know, looking at the school, they're just a. They're just a like. I would view them honestly. This about this. About the same, a little bit higher than Everton, to be in terms of in terms of squad, I like, uh, like they. I mean, what I mean by that is they, they've played longer together, so they have a little bit more chemistry. Like, if Everton could be where Leicester is in like a year, and and probably pass them just with the team chemistry and being out of COVID and not having as much random shit. But just getting back to Leicester, I mean, they have a solid midfield of Ndidi, you know, Tielmans, who's a great player. Ricardo Pereira is awesome. Vardy's you... these players have been out like Ndidi was out and Pereira's been out like all season. I know Ndidi just started coming back, but yeah. like I think that we are not giving Brendan Rodgers. Oh credit, yeah, no, really. uh, obviously think... an excellent coach. Like he's been, yeah, he's he's awesome, and you know, I think they'll stick around. But I, I think once the other teams just catch up the games, it's you know it'll be a matter of time before they just drop a little bit. Yeah, I right. love Brendan Rodgers. I'm so glad he's back in the Premier League and succeeding. And he's building a strong team. He seems to be making a ton of the right decisions as well. I think it's really cool. Yeah. You, go yeah I think it's really cool to just see him back doing his thing. And he, he seems much more confident. You know, when he was at Liverpool, it was almost a little too much for him at the time. He always seemed a little overwhelmed. At Leicester, he just seems like the man. Like, he seems so confident. It seems like he knows exactly what he's doing. If I'm management, I'd be so happy with him right now. I think he's taking a team that I almost think you're right, James. Like, I don't know if skill on paper, they're much better than Everton, but I, w- I would take them over most of the teams compared to Everton in the league. You know, I'd have them in yeah, much more game, many games. You just, you, just feel, you just feel that they all know what they're supposed to be doing. They pass the eye test. They pass the eye test. It's like they pass the eye test. You watch them and you're like, and, and this it's looks the- like a, it looks like it's like a hive mind. Like, they all move together. They all, like, it's, it's Jamie, is Jamie Vardy's the queen bee at the, of the hive? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a third, a and, thirty-four I mean, year old fans must not queen bee. <laughs> <laughs> and Leicester fans must not like be able to believe their luck or like feet. Like I don't know if any of them have sat down and been like, "What the hell has happened <laughs> in the past couple of years?" Because, like, if you think I know it's always a classic story of when they first won the league, but the years before that, like that, what made that story so special was that they were not in the league. Like, they were a relegation team. Like, they were in the championship and the Premier League. They were going to go back to being relegated. And, like, they ended up surviving. And, like, that was kind of a, the huge success for Leicester was that they ended up pulling out surviving relegation. And that's usually a big W for Leicester. And then they won the league. And then ever since, they've just – now they're a team. Like, they're just always in the mix. Like, they're always, like, the team that's in the top six or something like that. And I don't think – I, I mean, I'm sure people are talking about it, but it's just kind of wild to think about how 
they used to be one of these teams that we like if we look at what about what if like a Newcastle or something like that was I know they used to be really good but what if all of a sudden they were third place through the first half of the season or if they were in the top six like consistently year in year out then that's just pretty crazy but um I want to, I want to hear what your guys what your guys Ooh. five checks are for them like what what's it what do you think like Leicester fans should be expecting like what would you be disappointed if they finished at a certain mark and what's your what's your prediction for them what do you, what are you saying I'm James? saying that they should at this point they should expect a European spot um you know even if you finish just outside of that you got to be like hey man you know it was a weird year not our year maybe we'll come back next year but if you fall, you know, if you fall outside the top 10, you, you probably or at even at 10, 10 or below, you're probably really disappointed. Yeah. What are the what's the last European spot? I know it's, it's like, like the six top or seven. seven right. I, you get in those five. I'd say anywhere from five to seven would be would be great yeah. for would be, you know, you're like or even if you if you sneak in like a Champions League spot, you're like whole that that's like the holy grail for them this season. You know, you're you're having a good expectations from five to seven and then. After that, you're probably a little disappointed. You know, you only have um, a team together of, of of any sort for you know three, f- four years maybe max. Jamie Vardy's getting old. Um, you know, so I, I think really if they don't get a European spot, they'll be disappointed. But I don't think they're anywhere close to you know firing Brendan Rodgers. I mean, I think you know they could finish like 12th and still probably not fire that guy. That he's shown such good competency in putting players together. I, um, so I think you're just disappointed, but you're not going to be as gung ho as other teams about maybe finding another manager. Max, what do you think the bottom floor should be for, you ready for, for this hot season? <laughs> I <laughs> I think they're going to finish between two and four. That's my wow. I have them up there. I'm Jesus. I'm confident in this Leicester City side. I like them. I think they're exciting. And I think they could scrap out wins. And just like the time that they won the title, that was all that year was too. It was who can scrap out the most wins. I think this team, they just have the, they have the, um, they have the vibes for it. They all they want to do is scrap out wins, two one, one nothing, three two. That's what they want to do. They want to win these games close. I think this is the year to do it. So I think if they, I think you're right. I think if they finish below fifth, they'll be a little disappointed. I think I think this team's really, I think this team's really good. And they're all buying into Brendan Rodgers' uh, tactics, and it's just going so good for them. So I think they have to be disappointed if they finish outside of fifth. I think I would be with you if they had a little bit more attacking prowess, other than Jamie Vardy, James Madison, and Harvey Barnes. Because I don't, other than that, like if those guys go on a little bit of a run, I don't know where they get their goals at all. Like I, I would love if they got a tricky winger or something. Like I love when Morris is on their team. Like if they had a if they had Mara still on their team, I don't like I real think they real would damn be, shame that like st- like <laughs> just like you said, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is a real shame. But uh, I don't know. I I think for my for myself, I'm I'm predicting Leicester. I I have them max. I have a max six place for them, but I don't think they could get. I think if I would be really disappointed if they finished eighth. If I was a Leicester fan. So I think six or seven is really my window for them. If they get above six, it's a big, big W for for them with like all the other teams that are that are fighting for those positions because it's not like any of these other big teams need to crawl a huge comeback. 
in order to get into the Champions League's places and get those from them. Just like James said, like even the team teams just with games in hand, if they if they uh, if they just win those and they're already down into fifth place or so. So, yeah, I have them in sixth place. Maybe fifth, you could talk me into it, but uh, I don't know. I think some of the other bigger teams down the stretch will will start pulling out results. Leicester also in Europa League, so they'll have to deal with that with that uh, issue as well, playing on Thursdays. So, we'll see. Yeah. No, no Champions League for, for Leicester for me. But we'll transition to, into who are our fourth place team, a team that is also in their Europa League, who is trying to get into the Champions League right in their fourth place spot. We have Jose Mourinho's Tottenham at 29 points. I, I We've been up and down on this team all season. I don't really – I like have my opinions on them. I'm curious to see what you guys have done. What do you say? Oh, you know for, how I feel about Jose. Jose. This little piece of shit. No, I, I am. I just really. I can't, I'm starting to not like this team that much, and it just it become. It becomes more and more clear that they're so reliant on Harry Kane in Son's form. It's just. It, it is so important to this team. They do not do well if those two are not playing well, and I just have never seen either of them put together a full season when they played well the whole time. And I just think they're going to just go downhill and they, if they find a rut, ugh, they're just going to struggle to get out of it. I don't know if they, I don't know if they have the surrounding talent to get out of it. And I think Jose Mourinho could, he turns on players so fast. Um, so if it, they're in a rut and they're not being consistent, he turns on them. I think this team could just implode. So I am, I am bearish on Tottenham for sure. Yeah. James, what you um, when, when I think of this team immediately, what I think of is, um, Mourinho's most recent Chelsea teams, um, you know, they had Hazard, and that was about it, and a, and a good defensive line, probably the best defensive line the Premier League's seen in a long time. Um, so, you know, I, I think – I don't think necessarily that it's bad that they have to rely on two players uh, because he's relied on one before, even though that one is a, is, is a, is a world-class, you know – top five, top ten player in the world. Um, I don't necessarily think it's going to hurt him. I, I just think that he definitely doesn't have the same uh, midfield or, or, or defense that he had back at Chelsea. So that's probably going to be the defining factor for me. Uh, I actually don't think it's about finding goals. I think if they can find at least, you know, for Mourinho, it's like, hey, man, if I get one and can park the fucking bus, <laughs> then, you know, that's a win in my book. So, um as long as he doesn't get scored on, I think they're going to be okay. Uh, but the, the, I, I, that's what I really—that's what my immediate thoughts are. Is I, I just think of his Chelsea teams, and this is kind of kind of similar to that. Yeah, and this this team has another one of our classics: center mid, like center defensive mid moves to center back with Eric Dyer, and he's in there right now, and he's also <laughs> performing pretty well. I don't know what it is right now. Yeah. All these center defensive mids go to play center back, and it's kind of working, you know. Fernandinho did it for Man City, and he's been doing it for a long time now. Now Fabinho does it. Now Eric Dyer does it. I have no idea what's going on. It seems to be a new tactic that uh, you know teams like this can put into play, and it seems to succeed. Yeah. The other good thing that they have, though, they have a, they have a lot of squad depth too. Yeah. I I really like the depth of players. They can they they have a lot of like like what Kyle was saying, tricky wingers. They got Lucas Mora. I mean, Gareth Bale's on their bench. That's pretty fucking sweet to have on your bench. Um, Steven Bergwin is a pretty good player to pull off. Los Celsos or Kelso or whatever his name is. He's 
he's pretty good. Um, thank God Tim's not here because Eric Lamella is still can still you know put some put some runs together every now and again. <laughs> what is that um, flopping on the floor? Okay, I had to say that. I don't I don't mean it. It just I don't forget. Uh, true. It would yell at me. True. <laughs> don't don't forget. Uh, I just saw it because I thought that they were always destined to get rid of them and get rid of them in January, but. Some headlines that I've seen is that they're not interested in selling him as Deli Alley. They still have yeah, that I, guy. Last time I've checked, he's pretty good. I, where, I, yeah, I just don't know where he's been, but he he is a very, he also is a very good player. I, it's just disappointing that I, I, I actually don't know where that comes into. It's kind of like the Mesut Ozil thing. You're just kind of like, well, what kind? I don't really know what happened, but you know, the kind of got into a bad run of form, and then the coaches just ultimately decide that he's not worth it or didn't want him. I, I don't know. You know, it, I really think if they had, if they had Lamella in there, it would be probably or not. Sorry, not Eric Lamella. Um, who's the guy that got rid of last winter? Erickson. Yeah. yeah. Erickson. If they if they had Erickson, it it'd be real tough to to catch them because they'd have a lot of offensive firepower. And at that that point, and you know, it'd be like having whenever he had Sesk at uh at Chelsea. You know, somebody that can actually pull the strings. You don't really see a, a string puller right now. You have two built, really built, fast guys that are strong and are kind of box to box. And you know you're looking for that kind of midfield right now that can link up between Son and Kane because Son and Kane are just kind of seemingly do, doing it between themselves and not really having a third person to form a good triangle with. But um, yeah, that's that's all I've got to say about them. Yeah, that's interesting. It's always like it does seem as though that if they had a great like center attacking mid or something like that to link all the play and and link it from their decent defense and from like their CDMs at like of the Hoiberg and even Eric Dyer whenever he's in and stuff. If they had a a pretty good like center attacking mid to go and link the play, but sometimes Harry Kane kind of plays that role. He's been dropping deeper and deeper and deeper. So maybe that's kind of their uh, their band-aid to that issue. But I, I, I'm with you also, but I'm, I'm a little confused of what to really think and expect of them because when I look at this team now that they've dropped a few points uh, recently, it's just like they lost to Leicester. They didn't even put up a goal against them. And they've obviously lost to Liverpool as well, but they've been on a decent run of form. Of They just beat Leeds 3 nothing, but they they do drop points. And maybe that they need another seat, maybe need another improvement in the defensive line or something. I'm not sure what, who that is, but I, I'm no longer afraid of them as a title contender, as a Liverpool fan. That's not a team that I look at on at the table and be like, all right, we, we can't drop too many points here because we have this team on our heels that's going to catch up eventually, like I am, of course, of, of City, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So uh, I guess as an ex, ex- I'll, I'll jump in first for five, expectations five and One, stuff. Five uh, I, uh, <laughs> my vibe check for, for Tottenham and Tottenham supporters. I, I like I predicted earlier. I think that they got to get top four with all of the signings they made in the summer, with all the money that they have. Ho- having Jose Mourinho, they they need to get into champions league whether and for the and i know they can get in by winning the europa league which a lot of tottenham fans are hoping that they can do be, to get that kind of old fabled joke of tottenham can't win trophies uh out of here so they so uh, that is one way they can get in the champions league but i think for league purposes 
they got to be going for the top four. Like I, like they have a squad, and that's not even a starting eleven, but they have a squad that's good enough to finish in the top four. So if they don't, it's like that's just not good. So I, I think that they finish third or fourth this season, um, or in the top four. But yeah, so I think anything below four, they would be really disappointed in. Um, or I'd be pissed off if that if I if I was a Tottenham fan, they didn't get top four. That's 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 where I'm looking at for them. James, let's hear the vibes. Um, I'm actually a little bit more positive than, on on them than than you guys probably are. I am saying a, a top three spot for them. Mm. Um, and I would be disappointed. The range is bigger for them, I, I think. Like I, I like I would expect them to finish in the top three. But it's Mourinho's first year, so I wouldn't be disappointed. Like as a fan, I wouldn't be disappointed until he really settles in. If you, if they get you know, like fifth, like it's 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 fifth or sixth. Um, it's a little bit weird uh, for me. I think you got to feel him out. But right now, I think the the, the team looks pretty good. They have consistent play. Uh, maybe if they buy somebody this this January, they they likely won't. But. Um, you know, maybe yeah. if they hit a good run of form, you know, they could take it over just like anybody else could. The pieces are there for the taking for them, though. And and like we've been talking, they, they certainly passed the eye test for sure. You definitely know the direction they're in. Get the ball to their two good players. Everybody else sit back and counter, counter, counter. And it's worked really well. I, I don't see them going anywhere. I th- I think there's... Um, similar to Leicester in the fact that, you know, they're, they're very pestery. They, they don't move around the table too much. You know, three or four positions max. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm My range for them, saying, I max? think, is pretty big. I would agree. I don't think they can challenge top two. But if they continue to buy into Jose Mourinho's plan every game, which they have not been, I think they have games where they buy in and games where they don't buy in, they could finish third. But I can see a world where this team really falls off a little bit and ends up finishing in sixth and just misses out on a Champions League spot for sure. So that's my three to six is my range for this one. Yeah, I I see that too. It was kind of a huge swing because if you're three, you're loving life as a Tottenham fan. You're qualified for Champions League, but if you finish sixth, it's definitely disappointing. You're not in the Champions League. You're in Europe League once again. And sixth best team in in England is just like not what you're expecting whenever you have Jose Mourinho on your team. So it's kind of a big, uh, a big uh, first swing from emotional standpoint as Tottenham fans. So I guess I would be disappointed in that as well. But well, wait, wait let's not on. spend too much time on Jose Mourinho because he already hears. I'm so much surprised about that there hasn't been more Dali Ali to PSG rumors now that Posh has been signed. Can you just give me a one to ten on how surprised you that there hasn't been more? Well, you got to think about it, it. Like, is like, is those rumors have been like kind of yeah. almost like that's what I just expected to happen. Like, come January, so maybe now that it's Pochettino's the, the manager there, maybe it's just like, oh, it's probably going to happen, and they just don't want the. Maybe they're just trying to get some pull in the media or something yeah. by saying like, oh, we're not selling them, we're not selling them, playing like hard to get or something, because. He's just he hasn't played at all, so he, he can't be still in the plans for the for the team. So, uh, if I were to give you like one saying that he's definitely going to stay at Tottenham and ten that he's going to go to PSG for sure, 
I would I would land myself at a seven and a half. I think I'm pretty confident okay. that he James, I just need a one is going to go. I think it's fifty fifty, man. I'm going to say five. <laughs> I'm, I really I don't went from know. like a two, like no way, and then as soon as Poch got signed, I'm up to like an eight. I think I jumped a huge amount. I think it just makes so much more sense. But okay, we can move on now. I just had to ask that question. Yeah, we're we're moving down the table. We're moving uh, to the team who, well, of course, that's a big reason why we got James on here, part of the gang, and we got Manchester City in at fifth place at the moment. Oh, is it? No, they're in. Um, what place are they in? Fifth yep. place at the moment. Yeah, they're they're in the fifth place at the moment on twenty nine points. Yeah, they have the two games in hand to Liverpool. They have fifteen games played. Liverpool had seventeen games played. So. They win both of those. They're they're right up there. They're at the top of the table. So they got to feel pretty good about what you're at, especially with the concerning start of the season. James, what are you saying as a five check for Manchester City as a Manchester City fan? Um, we're putting the pieces together. Uh, I think the beginning of the season, we could we even the end of last season we could score goals, but our defense was the clear issue. Made some signings over the summer. Um, got some players involved that weren't necessarily involved last year, like Cancelo. Um, Dios has been awesome. Stone's finding form again is sweet. Um, you know, Laporte's still a great center back, but he's had some injury issues this year, so it's, I'm glad we found form with other people. Um, and then over the uh, – obviously since, you know, we dropped points, um, you know, disappointingly, like I think our last big one was Tottenham. We dropped points to you guys. Um just not being able to hit the net. But, but I mean, since then, we've had a, a pretty good run of form. We had one tie with West Brom, but, I mean, it was an own goal on our end, so it kind of sucks. But um, I would say, like, this most Chelsea, you know, the, the recent Chelsea win um, kind of shows how we've been building up over the past few weeks, trying out new things, um, getting, you know, experimenting with getting players more forward, exposing different spaces while, while retaining defensive shape in other areas and, um, I think we're just playing smart right now, and uh, I, th- I think it's showing up on paper. <laughs> You're, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I put guess. this out yeah, there. I mean, I, I, when I was on this pod with the other few Liverpool fans, I will not name them, but we know who they are. Everyone, they said City sucked. They said they're just, there's no way they're gonna finish near the top of the league this year. And I said, just wait. I know it's Pep Guardiola City. They're gonna be fine. And look, here we are. Here we are. Other Liverpool fan, Kyle. Go ahead. I had to give us some credit there. Yeah, I mean, I I've been literally. I, I think that has been my one thing that I need to take into whenever we continue doing this pod, even for next season or something. Where I've been flip flopping on my takes more than anybody or anything in this whole entire world. Like where, like I think there's been. I, I think I even remember earlier in the season I had Arsenal dead into my my fourth place spot. Like I had them in my fourth place spot. I had Tottenham winning the league. I had Liverpool winning the league. I had so many other people just mixing around the top four as like who I thought were good, and then we come in next week and like up they're dead. And uh, City, City definitely for me. Whenever because. Be, like our last episode, even they were still in their kind of goal drought where they're like, if they win a game, it's one nothing, and they like kind of have a few chances at the other end for the team to nick a goal or something. And that was kind of my opinion of City. But if they can keep this up, uh, I'm, like I'm, I'm at least not going to flip-flop from what I said at the beginning of the episode where I think it is going to be back to Liverpool City. Those are going to be the two teams come May or who are vying for 
for the for the Premier League Championship. So that's my prediction for them. I, One or two. I agree with that. And I'm going to nail them I, on it too. I, I would disagree on that point. <laughs> yeah, hard, hard to. I'm, 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 I'm throwing this. I'm throwing this <laughs> yeah, you said, spot. yeah, James <laughs> has a bet on it too. No, I mean, I'm, I, I, yeah. I want, I expect and want the 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 Premier League. Um, I know we joke around sometimes whenever we lose, and I say it's it's the Champions League year, anyways. I think I say that after every loss or draw we have, but um, I. I think out of any team, you know, we're, we have we're getting all of our players back. Earlier in the year, we were a little bit hampered, didn't have a lot of starters. We're kind of back in that form. We're kind of finding our groove. We've got a new defense. We've got players that have found their positions. Um, I, I think it's interesting. I, I don't think that um, we've had a great run of full uh, form in terms of getting goals. I think it'll dip a little bit depending on who he chooses. Um, you know, to play, I, I don't think we're quite there in terms of um, bagging like four, three, four goals a week, like we used to certainly, but um, all the, all the components yeah. are there um, for a title winning team. For sure. We have a solid defense one of the top in the leagues would, I would have never guessed even three years ago, I'd ever say that about a Pep Guardiola team, a top defense, but um, we're holding the ball, keeping it out of the net and uh, throwing it in there when we need to. So that's all. That's the recipe for winning a league for me. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, hard to complain with that. Whenever whenever you can do that. Well, let's move on to the for two teams that we can banter. I guess a little bit, even though they're only three three points off of City and Tottenham, but Chelsea and Arsenal. They're at 26 and 23 points respectively. At their almost, you can throw them into the same category of. They've like had they kind of had two halves of each season. Like Arsenal, yeah, they started off a little bit good, but then they had a run of form where they're in the relegation zone. And we even brought up on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, or like, what percentage do you have them in as they could go down? And we're like five, ten percent. Like there is a chance if they keep up this run of form, uh, they've kind of put those away by picking up points for the past couple yeah. of games. So so they're back into it, especially. Yeah, they're in 11, they're, they're in 11 they're place now. 10 points only, off the lead. How many points? Three points off the top four. You know? So, <laughs> uh, six. Yeah. So, they they pulled it back right away. But And so, now Arteta's kind of cooled down the fires of, is he should he get sacked? Should he not? Those talks have kind of gone down. But for Chelsea, they've only gone up. Like, it was, like, Chelsea, if everyone knows, for, like, the past – 20 years of the Premier League, they've been trigger happy as of anybody of firing their manager and getting a new one in. Um, we, everyone always kind of figured that it would be differently because they have a, a club legend of, of Frank Lampard, who the owner, Roman Abramovich, loves Frank Lampard. So would he ever kind of just not tarnish, but like definitely hurt the relationship there by just sacking him after just a season and a half or so? Uh, I don't know, but there's definitely been rumors. What do you What do you guys have on um, that? I, I I think people see ta- like table numbers and they freak out a little bit. It's, I mean, ten points behind the leader, and you're in eleventh place is really not a bad spot to be in. I mean, if even for both of our teams, we've been in first and second place has been eight like fifteen, eighteen, twenty points behind at different points in the season. Um, 
I think people look right. at the numbers and they get a little scared or like, I mean, remember the beginning of the season, everybody was, uh, you know, getting on, uh, Soljar's case about not winning games. Then it moved to Arteta. And then, you know, now it's moved on to Frank Lampard. Um, I, I, you know, I think whoever, whoever's in the bad run of form is going to, is going to be in the news more obviously, but like, especially for Arteta and, and uh, for for Lampard, they just haven't been at the club long enough, and they certainly haven't gotten their the funds to do anything. Well, no, not, that's not true. Lampard has, but Arteta certainly hasn't gotten you know his due in terms of money and and who being allowed to get players in any needs. I mean, he's been dealing with a back line that has just been you know like their their wing backs are great, but uh, other than that, their center defenders are just horrible. And um, midfielders aren't much to talk about either. They're just more of a, a wing wing in front team. But um, Chelsea, you know, everybody knew coming into the season their defense is going to be a problem. Their goalkeeper was horrible. And, it you know, their defense is still a problem. Um, so, you know, if you would have expected that maybe the offense to carry them a little bit, but it's taking them quite a while to gel together and, and figure it out. But uh, you hope they can pull it together. I, I I think it's for both of them. I think it's way too early to fire either Arteta or Frank Lampard. I think they've both shown to be competent managers that have clear visions for their teams. And um, you know, if some of the players that are left over from previous regimes don't get on board and don't figure it out, they'll be gone. And I, I think they'll replace them. And I I don't think I think I also think there's no lack of players that would like to play for either of those two managers. I think players are still plenty interested to play for Chelsea and, and Arsenal and would definitely want to play for those managers. I, I just, I, I don't think you should fire either of them. It's way too early. Uh, it's, you're not letting them develop and get the personnel they need in there. Um, Chelsea, I, I would put a little asterisk on that just because they spent a fucking fortune on an, an attack. But I mean, you got to give those players some time to gel even after that. Like it could, be another year before you know you really see results but typically whenever coaches have a clear vision and you don't have management that that kind of muddies in that a little bit muddles in it um it can produce some good results so i'd say give them some more time yeah it feels like it feels like i i do feel like i feel like very similar both of these managers like give them give them some time they get put in such a harsh light and i mean to be fair arsenal was looking i don't think Chelsea ever looked as bad Dog. as Arsenal looked for a Dog. few weeks of the year. I mean, Arsenal looked yeah. – they looked yeah. so lost, which you can put mm-hmm. on the manager a little bit, but you can see, okay, maybe they're absorbing the tactics a little better now. Maybe they have the – you know, they have a team mental that's a little better now. You know, maybe they're improving. Um, but I think that the calls for Lampard to be fired are just seem ridiculous to me. Like, they've had a lot of good results this year. Okay, they've had a few bad games, a few ones you went back, but – Overall, I think the teams looked pretty solid and consistent all year. And I think, like, getting crushed by a extremely good Man City team and going, you know, losing 3-1 pretty much was 3-0. They got a pretty much garbage time goal. Um, but you can't, like, harp on them too much. It's Pep Guardiola. I mean, it's Pep Guardiola. And you're putting him against Frank Lampard, who is his second season as a coach. His first season was in the championship, yeah. right? So I mean, yeah, last season. Okay, so he's three. So he is what, three uh, he seasons coaching. Season One's in the well. championship. This is his second season in the Premier League, and he's going up against Jose Mourinho, 
Jurgen Klopp, Pep Guardiola. I mean, it, even when you look at Everton, Carlo Ancelotti, Brendan Rodgers has coached a ton of years. I mean, he's going up against these really strong teams with really good coaches who are also struggling during this time. It's hard to not to give him almost a little more breathing room than some of the other guys, you know? Like, hey, hey, you should give him yeah. a little more space to continue to work on his ability to manage and give him give him a little grace, you know? So I think it's ridiculous that people want to fire Frank Lampard. I think that's just crazy to me. Yeah, I think it definitely is the adding in a little bit of what we are today in the media and everything where people just like want to something to happen and where it's like, Oh, you lost you you lost three games in a row, you're fired. Get him out of here. I, I, I'm with you that they're both young coaches, Arteta and Lampard. I I think it's would be crazy. You're just like turning your, your squad into turmoil by bringing just firing and bringing in new coaches, firing and bringing new in new coaches. So Lampard to stay for sure for me. As far as a five check goes for them, I I mean, I was so high on Chelsea going into the season. I thought that they were going to finish second. I love the signings that they brought in. They're still in the Champions League. I think they fall out of it. I, I've i already said that I think Tottenham, Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, or Liverpool City are my top four. I think... I think Chelsea's fighting ends up the season fighting for one of those spots. I think they might lose in the next round of the Champions League, and then they have the rest of the season really to just focus on the Premier League, and they just, they pick up more and more results. So I think that they're in fifth place. Just um, I, I don't, whether it's Tottenham or Manchester United, that's in their three or four spot. I think that Chelsea's right on their heels, <laughs> if not if not just bumping up into the <clears throat> spot. Go ahead, Max. What's your what's your uh, what's your I call got my vibe my vibes. I think I think the best that they could finish is fourth. I hate to say it, but I think the team has a little room to grow. You've got a newer, younger manager, like we were saying. If they could sneak into fourth place, they'll be really good. I don't think they should fall below seventh. I think seventh, if they fell below seventh, they'd be pretty disappointed with the season. Um, but you know this team is looking for these, – these a lot of these players came to Chelsea, mm-hmm. and they want to play in Europe, and – if they fall out of Europe, I, I could see them having a little turmoil in the squad, which which does not bode well for Frank Lampard. So we'll see how that goes. But four to seven, that's my vibes. I can see this. This I, I'm I'm seeing top the three. Yeah. I'm seeing three to five. I think they can still get a top three spot, um, or or at least third. Um, but I, I I totally agree. I, to me. Uh, I'm Arsenal. We'll talk about them in a minute, but they're, I think they're a little bit behind Chelsea. Chelsea, to me, um, you can tell that like it's it's just not gelling yet. Because I mean, like when you look at the player, like when I saw the game, I almost felt bad for for Chelsea's fans because the the players are very clearly working. Like they're they're trying their best. It's just very clear that the communication between one another is not like Timo Werner's running up at the field like a madman for for ninety minutes. He's just not getting the ball delivered, you know, when he's breaking the line. Like that, I feel so bad for that guy. He's like running track meets, and then the ball's not getting delivered to him. And and I, I kind of I know Gray, um, who's on the podcast usually, and he's a Chelsea supporter. He was talking about how you know. Um, he thinks that a lot of the players are, aren't filling their roles and maybe are trying a little bit too hard right now. And, um, you know, I think everybody needs to kind of take more of a, a, a role player status, like become more of a team than, than just individual players, you know, have players make more runs, open up more spaces. Don't try to get tricky with it and create one-on-one opportunities for players. Just, just drive to the net, build up with speed, get some good passes into the box. And 
I think they'll be a good team. Um, you know, Ziek looked really dangerous too. He had a couple of balls where I was like, man, give this guy like, you know, another month or two and, and he'll be really good. The only guy that I think Chelsea should really be afraid of right now is, you know, Kai Havertz hasn't really shown up. Um, he's kind of, I guess he had a, a pretty bad dose of the COVID and actually had some pretty serious, you know, side effects or what have you from the disease. So hopefully he comes back and can regain some form. He looked great at the beginning, but um, you know, we'll see what happens, but I really like this team coming, you know, coming into third place at the best. Um, I think if you're a Chelsea fan, you should be, you know, disappointed. Um, but I think you should be appreciative that the team seems to be trying. Uh, they, they really seem to want to work for the manager. I don't buy, I know I saw that we all saw the tweet that, you know, there was some turmoil between people. I'm like, I think that there was just probably a little bit emotional after that game. Frank probably wasn't too happy. The players probably weren't too happy, but um, you could just tell just from the pitch that the, the, the players wanted to win the game. They wanted to be Chelsea players. They wanted to work for the manager. It just just didn't come together that day. I, I, I agree 100%. Give it some time. I'm, I'm curious to see how they shake out. But if, I think I, that was my prediction that fifth place was the best that they'll do. I don't know if they're going to finish top four, but I think if you're a Chelsea fan, like as the eyes of a Chelsea fan, if you don't finish in the top four, especially after the investment and the – the season, I I think you you can be really disappointed, but not necessarily firing Frank Lampard. But before we get into, we have a couple we have a couple teams that we're just I get just gonna shine some light on, like just give them some kudos for we, we do an Arsenal, especially the first half of the season. I want to give your guys no Arsenal, no. We'll do a quick quick vibe check. <laughs> we got a vibe check. Yeah, we got a vibe check. Yeah, vibe, vibe check for Arsenal. Wow. <laughs> and that's like I think you my think range. That, uh, if my range is like seven or eight, I range. think is my eight. range. But we'll say top eight to keep the, oh the Gunners fans happy. <laughs> Max, Jesus, man, you throwing him under. You throwing him on the bus, man. Jesus. <laughs> He's this guy's like, oh yeah, Ashton Villa should be able to. Southampton is definitely going to. I think they spot, look so a lot better Arsenal than Arsenal. Right, Arsenal <laughs> slotting right behind him. <laughs> I mean, that being said, a, quick five check. I mean, it's a quick five check. Guy. No, I mean, like, I, quick vibes. they're in 11th quick. right now. Yeah, quick vibe check. I'm, I, I, I'm putting them at <laughs> between James, seven okay. and as, as a For half. all the audio listeners, everyone, James is shocked right now. So let's hear so, from James. Quick, come on, quick, quick vibe check. I'm, I'm saying they could totally finish. What? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Absolutely, they can finish in there, dude. There's, okay, above them right now is West Ham, Aston Villa, Southampton, and Everton. I mean, they can, and and who knows what Leicester City is gonna do? I mean, they they could easily finish in the top five. I mean, five being the limit, more more or less five, four if they're (laughs) freaking lucky. But I mean. I mean, they could also lose <laughs> the next two games and go down to 14th because they're only they're only four points off four points off of this being This is true, 14th. but I, I just think that um, I think they're better. I think they're better Sorry, team than one what they're point. showing, and I think that they'll figure okay. it out. That's all I'm okay. gonna say. That's that's fine. That's fine. Eighth place but, Arsenal. Uh, but I, before I'm we give our little shining light, little... fourth place Arsenal. That might be more ridiculous. <laughs> Well, I want to. I want to hear. Okay. Let's let's actually get out of the way the yeah. uh, the tip of our caps where we want to get. Um, let's give a quick um, get quick vibe checks for Southampton, Aston Villa, and Everton. Yeah. Little little tip of the cap for them, but 
Southampton, I'm not too confident on them really to keep up their form. I, it was a great performance today against Liverpool. Maybe I just I'm yeah, not I don't too think happy with them right now. They just have a bad taste in my mouth being a Liverpool team. But I, I, yeah, yeah, take this with a grain of salt. I have them. I, I think if they finish eighth, they could be really happy. Everton, I mean, they, these, these three teams are all in the same boat. If they can finish in the top eight, any of them, they can be super happy. And they have a right at this point of the season to be a little bit disappointed if they finish I outside the top I think Everton will be pretty disappointed if they teams. finish outside, like, five or six, honestly. That's my that's... – The start that they had in particular and, honestly, how many points yeah. they've picked up against top teams. They've performed very well against a lot of top teams this year. Um, and they have Carlo Ancelotti as the manager. And they have Hamas Rodriguez. They have – I mean, Calvert they, – they have so many good players in there. I mean, they have the best player in the Premier League, Bernard. I mean, he's literally best player in the Premier League. <laughs> How could they finish outside top five? Or six? Shut the fuck up. His agility rating is insane. <laughs> he sometimes looks like he's going to cry, which we should mention. Um, what's the name of the Southampton manager? Did you see him after the match today? He was on hands and knees. He was tearing up. And I, you know what? I could appreciate that emotion. I could appreciate the emotion. Yeah, yeah that was that was pretty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not offending our German, German listeners. Not like offending that. them. <laughs> not not mad. So um, also not mad. Vibe, so. Which <laughs> completely so, what over. Was the, the, what was the vibe? Completely match? over the game. Who? All three. Oh, Everton. Everton. I think they'll finish yeah. five to seven. Wait, were we on Southampton? We're just bunching them oh, all shit, in. Together. I forget who we were on. Bunching them all in. Oh, okay. Uh, we were just kind of doing all three. Mm. Okay. All right, I see where it's going. Um, I would, I have Southampton. Like, I guess you're happy if you finish eighth, but I would imagine lower, um, like ten. Um, I, I think I actually had them in my top ten, and I, I think I actually had them in my tenth spot in, in the the league table at the beginning. So I'm gonna hold that. I'm gonna say they're gonna get tenth, and uh, I think they could be happier if they finish above that. Everton. I still think they're a top five. They're four points behind. Again, we look at the numbers, like they they're seventh right now, but they're four points behind. You know, the league leaders, yeah, with a game in hand. I they could definitely do something, man. Like I'm I'm not dismissing them at all. They could easily finish in the top five. Yeah, they could definitely. I think that they're. I this is the the time of the year, or this is like the type of year where Everton should push for a Champions League spot, man, and they could get it. I'm saying Everton, you should be expecting some some Champions League football and you should be d- disappointed if you fall out of European football. Okay. That's all I'm I need feeling. I need one more opinion from James before we're done. Fair enough. Fair enough. From James. Fair on enough. who? Are you ready? On I don't what? think you've given your yeah, has he given his side on this yet, Kyle? On what? Will Sheffield United <laughs> No, I don't think get he has. more than ten points this year. That's the ongoing bet we have. There. Oh my god! I haven't even looked at the table. <laughs> the only only that was he... If they, uh, oh if, my god, they... dude, how big was <laughs> Dean Henderson for them? Holy um, moly, man! They the... talk about. I think it's his second year syndrome, Bad. but it's really. Uh... Because the, the Premier League record for least amount of points in a campaign yeah. is by Derby County. I think it was in 2011. They had. Ha- I mean, points. we're halfway. What are we halfway uh, so, through? So no, Max, not quite. We pre- 
Yeah. Pretty much. Nine, 19, oh, 19 man, games that's so many play, games so to get, like, at least five. So where now. are you? I think, <laughs> I think Tim and Kyle are both above, right? They're both over. I'm under. Max, are you, Max, are you, are you taking the low? Yeah, so, I mean, do, so what yeah, are you I'm saying? Like, under, <laughs> man. I'll make it two versus two. Yeah, the I'll under squad. Under. I, I mean, I was, oh. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take the <laughs> I under love on it. that. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good. And can we yes. get an update? Can you go into Tottenham's team and get a quick Mr. tally Kane. on how many goal contributions Mr. Kane has? Because that was another thing we were uh, debating on who uh, if he's going to break the record for who most has it right goal now? contributions is it, is it, this season. So it looks it like Tyrion for the Premier Reed League, he's right on now? twenty. Go to back to yeah, Thierry Henry has. 40 thought... or 44 sorry it's scroll up max oh 10 goals i can't see his assist yeah so he has 10 okay, goals I'll the cookies damn it uh go back go go back oh here we go go back to the google screen scroll up yeah it's there right yeah 10 goals 11 and assists so he's 21 goal contributions already so Obviously, going back a little bit on yeah. his projection because I think at one point he's can you, can you check, like can you check Son as well? I'm, I think we might be a little bit shocked on the goal contributions here. Seventeen. Okay. How wild would it be if they had two players break it in the same season? <laughs> that would be pretty nutty, huh? That would be kind of crazy. So is 44 from Henri is, 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 is the, the current record. I, mean, I, have him so over. I have him breaking the record. And I hate that. Yeah, he had 24 goals, 20 assists. Yeah, I, I think that. Well. I Yeah, I, I, I put me down for that one too. I Whew. think he's going to break it this year. I mean, he. Well, I mean, like, dude, the dude. I mean, like, I, I think people don't realize that Harry Kane is like, I, I think. Honestly, by the time his career is over, I think he will go down as the greatest striker in the Premier League. Can we get a can we get a timestamp on I, that? Can we get? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, like if you look, I mean, I think he has like I think he's pretty close to like, you know, in terms of the last twenty years, like most scoring titles, like he is killing it. Like in every season that he hasn't been injured, he's. He's does won he more the, scoring titles does, than I mean, just he, about anybody. He doesn't have the, the record for most. He, he doesn't have as many. Uh, does it, I mean? Does he have the record for most goals in a Premier League season? No, 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 I mean, not this season. Okay, all just, right, all right, all right. Oh wait, no, that's 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 <laughs> no. Salah. But he has like 153 goals in 226. No, I'm just busting your balls. Like that's fucking insane. That's pretty good. Point six eight goals per match. Yeah, that's like on par with that's like on yeah, par pretty... with you know better strikers. I think like the point six five to the point seven two is like what the Premier League best has been somewhere in that range. So, but I think that if, I mean, mm-hmm. and how how old is he? How old is he? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. So you can go like what till he's thirty two and probably keep us up. He's got like five six more season. How many goals does he have? 150. Yeah, and so he still needs like a hundred goals to get the Premier League. Yeah, but I mean, like goals he's, in Premier he's League been history. bagging like twenty a season, dog. Bagging them. 
like that he's been that he hasn't been injured. Yeah. I mean, I people 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 got to people got to look at this, man. I'm telling you. Hold on. Harry Kane scoring titles. Um It's like yeah, shit. Alan Shearer has 260 goals. That's insane. But um, Harry Kane is not like he's <laughs> who has the most parameters. Only we had our stats from the closet. I don't know. We're... I just remember. Yeah, only. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry has the okay. most golden boots. How many is Harry Kane? Four. Harry Kane golden boots. Let's look it up, baby. Da 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 da. Oh, dang it. Oh, Harry Kane has the highest goals to game ratio when he won the award. 29 goals in 30 games. But how many golden boosts has Harry Kane won? Two. Oh, I thought he had more. He only has two. Harry Kane. He has 2015, 16, Well, he'll wrap it up this season one, I'm sure. But we'll see what happens. I thought he had like three or four, to be honest, but I was wrong. (laughs) Clearly. Uh, most no, I stole it from him the one year I bet. Unlucky. <laughs> he, he 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 sure did. Yeah, he he like got, I think the year that Salah had thirty-two goals. I, 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 yeah, he had like yeah. twenty-nine. I think he had like wow. thirty or something. Wow. Yeah. But put put me. You can, you, can, you can take that snippet out. Right. I do think that by the time he retires, he will have the most goals in the Premier League, most prolific striker in Premier League history. Mark it. Okay. Hard to argue that. It would be, yeah. Hopefully he can break. Uh, break Especially uh, if he comes to Manchester City out of the season. Because that'd be pretty Mark cool it. too. Mark it. <laughs> That's no. Get that garbage out of here. All right. Any and any. I think we got to give a shout out to. It's um. Oh, what the fuck is his name? City's goalie that uh. Oh yeah, our, our USA boys won out of yes. head, and an um, American. They, you know, they both had a pretty good performance. Um, Zach Steffen, yeah, his name, and uh, he Stephen played for or something uh, like that. Browns, which I know we talked about before the pod. We had to tell our listeners he's not only a USA man; he's a Pittsburgh man. Well, not really. He's from PA originally, but he did. He was in Pittsburgh for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a new it's a new year. Everybody that. kind of reset the expectations for you yep. for your teams a little bit. Looking at the table, but it's anybody's year, baby. Everybody should be revved up, as we as we mentioned earlier a little bit. You know, the, the top seven teams are all within four points of each other. Some games in hand, some not. It's going to be fun. I mean, we kind of started off the year. We kind of started off the year saying that, don't we? It's going to be a fucking mm-hmm. can't argue with that in terms of how close it's going to be. So, you cheers to that. Can't argue with that. Cheers to that. So, thank you, thanks everyone for listening. We'll tune in next time. I think we're going to come back next week since we don't have any Premier League action this weekend. So, tune in back again on Tuesday or Wednesday when we release our new picks episode for the next Premier League matches. For because I think we again have midweek games for next week. So, tune in for that. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you. Guys.